Good morning, and welcome to The Cannabis Solution, your source for cannabis news, and I'm your host, Forrest Jones. Today's episode, we're going to focus on the Colorado Learning Enrichment and Academic Progress Measure, also referred to as LEAP, and this would be a measure to help subsidize low-income families so that they can afford to send their school-aged children to after-school programs, get them tutoring, and also help them participate in after-school learning activities. Okay, so first question is, how are we going to fund this? And it looks like if Initiative 25 is approved, it's going to be funding this program on the back of the adult use marijuana industry. How are they going to do that? Well, they're going to increase their taxes from the current 15% state tax. That doesn't include your local taxes, but the 15% state tax would go to 20% to fund this effort. It would start on January 1st of 2022, and there would be a 3% increase on the current excise tax. So from 15 to 18%. That would last for two years. Then that tax would increase to 5% beginning in January of 2024. The next question is this 5% increase in excise taxes for the state of Colorado for adult use cannabis would generate how much money for this program once it was in place? The answer is $138 million per year would be raised by this increase in taxes from 15 to 20% once it is all set up and running. And that's of course based on current sales of cannabis in Colorado, but this does not take into account that sales of cannabis during the pandemic in Colorado skyrocketed. So this number could be a little bit off is what I'm trying to say. All right, so let's look at the pros and the cons of this program. First of all, you know, the people who support this program, you know, say that it's, you know, really needed in order to respond to the corona pandemic, which, you know, has really put a hurt on low income people, uh, families, and created a giant learning gap for students. This is all created from not being able to attend in school learning, trying to, you know, teach your children at home while you're trying to hold down a job or while you're even unemployed. You know, these are very difficult things to accomplish. And so a lot of kids have fallen behind in school. And of course, we all want children, the youth, to grow up and be educated. We want to support our next generation having a strong basis of um, critical thinking and ability to analyze uh, their situations and and news and any other type of information that's brought their way and, and continue their education so that they can be productive members of society. However, you know, there are many industry stakeholders and even teachers unions who have expressed significant concerns about this proposal. Why do industry stakeholders oppose this tax increase? Well, because we are already so overly taxed and burdened with regulation and oversight that it's hard for us to even manage maintaining a profit at this point. As much as the illusion is, is that if you're in the cannabis industry, you're just rolling in dough. That's not the case for 85% of the As far as educators are concerned, their reasons for withdrawing their support, Colorado Education Association has withdrawn its support. And it's mostly because of the concerns of how it will be implemented. As in, will the 
money be accurately distributed? Will it actually be given to the people who are in special consideration and need of that capital? And then will they be required to use it for educational purposes after they receive the funds? Is there some type of tracking to make sure that it's used for after school programs, and for summer camps? What is going to be the requirements that makes an after school program or a tutoring program or a summer camp eligible to apply this capital for Those are all some significant questions that are hard to answer, and I'm going to have to agree with the Colorado Education Association for withdrawing the support of this measure based on just those ideas. So where did all this come from? Like, why all of a sudden is there this program being offered to provide capital to families who need funding. Well, it all comes on the heels of the creation of Cannabis Business Office, which was created by Jared Polis by the signing of a bill which would, you know, create this new Cannabis Business Office, which is funded by cannabis tax revenue. The purpose of this office is, and I quote, to create new economic development opportunities, local job creation, and community growth for the diverse population across Colorado. All right, and that pretty much sums it up. This is where it came from, okay? The CBO, which is funded by tax revenue, has come up with a way to raise taxes in order to create more revenue to distribute throughout the state as they see fit. And, you know, it's hard for me not to think that they're not gonna use this revenue in order to line their own pockets maybe create more policies and create more jobs for their small division of the cannabis business office, as opposed to doing things that will really help the cannabis industry. Because if they help the cannabis industry grow, they help the cannabis industry become less regulated, less overseen, and really allowed to conduct business as a free business should be able to, um, they would actually create more revenue and more jobs so, you know, let's get, let's get the cannabis industry some funding. Let's get some cannabis industry some deregulation of some of the unbelievable restrictions that are being put on it, whether it be from if there's pesticides in the one part per billion in their cannabis concentrates, or whether they can't take any tax deductions uh, other than cost of goods sold, to that they have to track everything from seed to sale and record every action in their dispensary and other facilities with a, I think it's a three week memory, right? I mean, let, let's take some of those things off the table. Let's lower the costs of licensing. Let's lower the restrictions on the cannabis industry and let them operate and grow so that they have more capital to reinvest, create more jobs, therefore create more sales therefore create more taxes and use those taxes for things like social equity programs as opposed to creating new divisions of cannabis business offices that then decide that, well, we need to increase taxes more. And then they take those tax increases to create more programs that become more expensive that then need more support. This is the never-ending spiral of overregulation and overtaxation which crushes an industry as opposed to allowing it to grow. 
So what's my opinion on this whole thing? Yeah, I'm not a fan, all right? Let's stop taxing marijuana businesses in order to solve problems that were created by other industries you know, and using the tax revenue of cannabis to solve them. When cannabis was first legalized in Colorado, not just for recreational, but even for medical use, it was seen as a complete burden on the system and thinking that it was gonna cause the sky to fall. And now that it's generating a bunch of good jobs and creating great, a bunch of good tax revenue and there are so few crimes around cannabis other than the crimes created by uh, the industry not being able to have access to safe banking. And that's a whole nother animal that I can go into later. But now that the industry is proving to be very viable and provide a bunch of great jobs and generate a bunch of revenue, all the state can think to do is how to increase taxes and take that revenue to solve problems that the cannabis industry didn't create. All right, so that's gonna wrap it up for me on this one. If you haven't been able to pick up where I'm coming from, I'm against this measure. I think that to increase taxes and increase the price of cannabis to the local consumer is a mistake. It's gonna drive sales down. I think if we leave taxes where they are, which are already too high, that we're gonna still be generating plenty of money. I think if we're gonna have programs that give back to communities, they need to be locally sourced and locally distributed. So if you're in a community that doesn't support cannabis and doesn't allow dispensaries, you should not be eligible for any type of support from taxes of the cannabis industry. All right, so I don't like this to really go over 10 minutes, but it looks like we're pretty close. I want to thank everybody for attending and listening to my podcast, and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Don't forget to check me out on TikTok and follow me on YouTube at Cannabis Solution, your cannabis solution. Thank you so much, and have a good day. Peace.